Hey, hey, kids, we're a couple of annoyed grunt boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons Podcast. Sinner's got a softer eternal torment. Satan's got a pitchfork, knows how to use it. Belt for growing mammoth, chewing on their ligaments, screaming for forever, whatever ligament. That, that's right, we're the podcast that explores the American animated sitcom, The Simpsons, from seasons 11 and beyond, and the new ones when they're available. Why do we do it like that? Well, an entity known as Wheel of Random has trapped us and forced us to watch these episodes at random and new when they're new. And I say we because I'm an annoyed grunt boy named Steve. And with me, as always, is the other annoyed grunt boy. Craig. Hi, Craig. How's it going in your neck of the woods? Just playing it easy. Didn't do much this week. Uh, how about you? Not much for me either, although I did have a funny thing happen uh, a couple nights ago. Um, I got home from work and it was like 1030 at night and I was making myself some dinner. I had my headphones on because of my neurodivergence and just because, you know, I don't want to hear other people. But then I heard a crash and it wasn't just like a quick crash. It was like a long crash. It lasted like 30 seconds. So I stepped outside and there was a small SUV in the middle of the road completely upside down. I kind of looked around and what seemed what had happened was the driver who was presumably intoxicated went to a McDonald's two blocks away from my house and then sped down the road, hit the side of a truck and hit it with such impact that it caused the truck to stay where it is. But the SUV to flip over onto its hood, the hood of the car was on the ground. It was really weird to see that. And so we called 911. And as we were waiting for the emergency medical services to come, this older woman came out of nowhere. Nobody knows who she is, but she starts giving the victim or the person in the car a pep talk saying, oh, it's going to be all right. The firemen are going to (laughs) come. They're going to sing you a song. You know, my son's a fireman, so maybe he'll save you. Look, look, in her defense, she's just trying to cheer up the uh, the injured person. Sure. But I don't think that the singing aspect of firemen <laughs> is what's known about wait, them. Wait, I thought all firemen come and sing songs to you. I mean, I know three things about firemen. Well, four things. One, they wear red suspenders to keep their pants up. Mm-hmm. They have Dalmatians. Right. They love to make chili. And oh, they're yeah. always singing a song. And they like to ride the pool. That's right. And who doesn't? So the firefighters came and one of them like unfurled a large hose and like ran out trying to save the day. And another firefighter stopped him and is like, hey, you're good. There's no fire. I thought they still like unraveled the hose in case there is going to be a fire. Don't they need that? Have that there just in case? Maybe. But it took them like 20 minutes to furl it back up once everything was done. Was like yakety sax playing in the background when you this uh-huh. all going on? Yeah, yeah. Also, they're like pouring a uh, liquid uh, fire retardant on um, various things. But one of the things that they poured it onto was clearly a Coke from McDonald's that had spilled. Look, they don't know. It could be gasoline. They don't know. Yeah, I know. It was just a little comical, but they got the jaws of life out and the person was injured, but okay. I think the moral of the story is be safe. Don't drink and drive. And uh, if you get McDonald's, just wait till you get home. Yeah, don't drink and drive is the uh, the right message. The only thing you should be drinking and doing at the same time is uh, recording a podcast. Which brings us to our favorite segment, The Simpsons Beer Corner. Alrighty, Craig, what have you got for us this week? This episode deals with a parody of the pandemic that happened three years ago in the, around the world, right? Mm-hmm. The, the nasty COVID-19. Well, I would say 
60% of the people really believed in the pandemic as in like it was detrimental. There was a good 40% out there that uh, considered it, you know, not real uh, <laughs> fake news, right? Right. So that's why I went with cake news. You know how they say don't judge a book by its cover? Mm -hmm. This can. I judge by the cover. Uh, I guess I could have gone with the par uh, the parallel between Homer and the newspaper that has all the big font on it, too, because uh, the way Cake News is spelled out. I think this is, uh, is this the company? Onomatopolo, I think, is the brewery. Hmm. The reason I have a hard time figuring this out, because it just is a headline with that uh, old-timey print font with, like, the um, embellishments. You know, the C is all, it's got the line through it. and mm -hmm. that, So Cake News, so it looks like an old newspaper print, right? And so it's just a label. This is cake news with black font and the label is yellow. So it's like a costume tape, right? And underneath it says strawberry imperial stout. Ooh. So I'm looking on the can here. An imperial stout with strawberries, coconut, coffee, and milk sugar added. Uh, it's a 10.5% alcohol by volume. Whoa. Ported by 12% Mount Vernon, New York. Product of Sweden. Onomatopolo.com. Huh. You check them out there. We have uh, Cake News is our Spoonie Oatmeal Milk Stout, brewed with strawberry, coconut, and coffee. Wow. Enthusiastically crafted at our church brewery on Sturgatan 41 in Sudenberg, Sweden. So we are getting a Imperial Stout. Now, how much do you think I paid for this can? It's just your typical 11.2 uh, ounce can. I mean, I got to assume that that's, you know, not a cheap beer. You know, it's imported and uh, the high alcohol content. Right. So I'd say that you're talking at least $7. I paid $1.79 for this can. My goodness. That's One of the, amazing. I get my beers from Total Wine and More. So the fact that like this is probably like they use, they sell a can of Bud Light for more like a buck 50. Yeah. Very curious about what this beer tastes like. That's and I've never fascinating. seen a straw, strawberry imperial stout. So... Now, I will say that I've had some beers from uh, that brewery and, you know, they can be a little weird, but they're a lot of fun. So I'm excited to see what you think of that. So it's stout colored uh, okay. smell. I mean, I get mo mostly a, a coffee smell. Let's give it a taste. Oh, my Lord. OK, uh, look, I'm not a sour guy, but I'm wondering if this is what sours are, taste like. Uh, mm. This is weird. <laughs> I'm tasting like syrup. You know how like if you've got pancakes or waffles and you have um, multiple syrups, you just you're like, well, I got my strawberry syrup and then I got my maple syrup. But, you know, sometimes like they'll they'll mix on the plate. And so you mm -hmm. kind of like take a bite of pancake or whatever and you're, you're mixing because some of the maple syrup and the strawberry syrup have met. So it's kind of what I'm getting here. Interesting. Um but there's something like the sourness of it, uh, the sweetness. I, I don't know. Like I'm cringing. If this was this is, should have been a uh, a YouTube live or a TikTok <laughs> video of us because you can't see the reaction on my face on the pot. But I'm like I'm wincing. I don't know, man. Uh, definitely wouldn't do a second. This is uh, not for you. This is not for me. Uh, I, I think I found out why it's $1.79. <laughs> uh, some people might like this. This is not my uh, uh, flavor profile. This is, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to finish this. Wow. Um, <laughs> Look, I love strawberry. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big fruit beer fan. Uh, there was those those other um, fruit tripels that we I've had before, and I liked mm -hmm. them. But I think mixing like 
strawberry and coffee. Yeah, this it's, re- a, it's, it's a bold risk, I think. This reminds me of when we were young lads <laughs> and co- a coffee shop, like little coffee stands were starting to pop up everywhere. Yes. As this is before like Starbucks were on every corner. And you would always go to this one coffee stand that was in front of like a, a, a drugstore. Mm-hmm. And I went with you once and you were just like, I'm going to go get a mocha. Like, let's go get a mocha. And like, I didn't drink mochas, but they also made like the Italian sodas. And so all these flavors for Italian sodas. But then I was like, wait, you can have any of these syrups in a coffee? And, you know, the lady that worked there, you probably remember her name. I don't. Uh, I don't, but I do remember the stand. And I do also remember that they didn't charge for syrups. So I said, well, I wanted a coffee with like lemon and lime syrup in it. <laughs> and you were like, yeah, that's probably not a good idea, but whatever. whatever. And I'm like, yeah, it wasn't a good idea. <laughs> so this reminds me of that. Like some kid put this beer together, strawberry and, and stout. Like this not go together. This look, the strawberries and coconut go together. I just don't, I don't want to bury coffee. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how to fix this. <laughs> do I put like a hard booze in there? Like, do I mix it with something? Uh, maybe I just I worry that like if you add more, it's only going to make things more confusing to your palate. I think you're going to have to find this cake news, Steve, and try it. I know because I, I have a weird feeling that I'm going to love it. I don't know. Not for me. Not for me. Yeah. Uh, how about you? Uh, well, Craig, uh, the episode of this title is The Very Hungry Caterpillars, which is, you know, based on that uh, book from the 60s, The Very Hungry Caterpillar, where a uh, caterpillar eats a bunch of fruit and gets fat. Um, And well, I'm already fat, so I thought I'd eat a lot of fruit, but rather than eat it, why don't I drink it? So uh, much like you, I went fruity, but I went with Coastal Sunshine from Humble Forager. It is a fruited sour ale with red grapefruit, pineapple, and pink dragon fruit. It comes in in at six and a half percent no six percent straight it is from uh, humble forger brewing out of wanaki wisconsin i think i've reviewed one of their sours before um all their labels look like something you'd find in a retirement home just like vacationy font i'd say and so this doesn't have any sound in it so it's just fruit and beer very vibrant red color not unlike the color of the caterpillars that we see mm-hmm. in this episode i presume i haven't seen it yet Hmm. Smells. Eh, gonna be honest with you. Not great. <laughs> smells a little like a wine cooler. Yeah. Like Boons. a little sweet, but a, yeah, a little boonzy. Hmm. But ooh, it drinks a lot better. Although, ooh, that is tart. That's very tart. I think you're getting um, the same reaction, like I, like I have with mine, but yours probably is better. I think mine's a little bit easier to uh, for my tongue to comprehend the flavors because they do meld well. But the pink grapefruit adds a whole lot of tartness to this that I don't dislike necessarily. But this beer is just a uh, very intense in flavor. I, and I, so I, I think like the grapefruit, like I don't like real grapefruit, but I like artificial grapefruit, which is like my opposite of like banana. Like I like regular banana, but I hate artificial banana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm trying to say is like I probably might like this more. Yeah, I would say I think you might like it. It's like it's just very very bright and kind of acidic and not in a bad way necessarily just in a surprising way mm. that i think like having more than one or even finishing this one might prove to be a challenge but it's interesting i think it's a, a it'd be a fun summertime thing i think that adding like some coconut rum could make it really good <laughs> but all in all it's it's pretty good actually i'll take uh, that back i i probably would like my beer more than that one now like if you're I if think this so. adverse effect that you're having like you might taste this because you like sours yeah so you might like this is pretty good and like you think it's mild right <laughs> uh but yeah i think that this one 
I think you oh. might like it, actually. I think it's worth a try for you. Just a very interesting beer. I, I like their ambition. I'll say that. Maybe this is a sour, but it says Imperial Stout Strawberry. All right, well. It's crazy sweet. I, their... I keep sipping on it thinking like I'm going to like it. Mm-hmm, still just no. No, not for me. Not for me. All right, well, hey, I'm glad that there's finally a beer that I get uh, <laughs> that I don't like. Yeah, and I think it's great that we're, uh, you know, trying different things and, you know, going out of our comfort zone is fun. Right. What else is fun is going back in time. All the way back to May 7th, 2023. Uh, Craig, what was the number one movie in the box office? Well, I have bad news for uh, the star of Super Mario Brothers, the movie. Yes, his movie got knocked off to number two because Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was the number one movie. So the star of Super Mario Brothers has to bow to the star of Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Oh, man, that's got to be humbling. (laughs) Poor Chris Pratt has the top two movies in the country. (laughs) But uh, of course, I saw Guardians 3. And uh, I got to say, I must have had a lot of allergies when I went to see it. That's all I got to say. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I guess my eyes were watering a lot. Hmm. This third movie might rival that first Guardians movie for me. Wow. And that was a lot of fun, that first one. But I probably should get more into uh, some music. So uh, what what should we be listening to, Steve? Well, I don't know if we should be listening to it, but the uh, number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 is... Once again, after a week break, uh, Last Night by Morgan Wallen. We've played it a couple times on this podcast, so I thought it'd be more fun if we, instead of playing the song, um, let's hear uh, Morgan Wallen's reaction to uh, a live show where the crowd is chanting, let's go, Brandon. Let's hear what he has to say. Oh, so he's, you know, not making controversy. So that's a smart move. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the kind of a uh, crowd you're going to get at a uh, Morgan Whalen concert. <laughs> Wasn't he the one that couldn't host or like perform on SNL like the season premiere this year? Yeah, I think he's had, uh, speaking of the lockdown, um, some anti-vax kind of views that have prevented him from performing at certain places. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking at this now. Kurt Van Houten's favorite musician, Morgan Whalen. Huh. Huh. <laughs> Makes sense. That tracks. Yeah. Morgan Whalen covers Can I Borrow a Feeling? <laughs> All right. Is that a shirt, Steve? I think we should make that <laughs> Such a deep dive or deep uh, Simpsons connection to connect that to. Yeah. Because majority of fans, like, if you talk to old school Simpsons fans that haven't watched newer stuff, and they wouldn't know uh, Kirk Van Houten is like a uh, MAGA dude. Yeah. <laughs> Can Taylor Swift just release a new song so we can get this Morgan Whalen off the charts, please? Well, isn't she uh, releasing another uh, remake album? Yeah, she's, she's doing that when it comes out in a few months. But uh, I don't know. Uh, can't Cardi B do like a uh, stank ass butthole or something like that? <laughs> I would love to hear stank ass butthole. <laughs> I got an SAB. Hmm. Wait a minute, Steve. Is it is it our podcast that, that one of us said that uh, we could come up with a top ten song in one year? Is that us? I think it, I think that was us. Yeah. Annoyed Grunt Boy, right? Something, right. something like that. Yeah. All right. So I think we have I think we have a, a goal there. We can make number one song with a stink ass butthole. Is that what what I called it? Yeah, stink ass butthole. Yeah. Well, we should uh, get to work on that, right? That's right. And while we do that, we can watch The Simpsons, specifically The Very Hungry Caterpillars, in which a plague of insects shut down Springfield and The Simpsons face their greatest challenge yet, spending time in lockdown with one another. Sounds That's frightening. Fun. Very scary. Craig, let's uh, take a break, and then we'll watch the episode, and then we'll talk about it. We'll be right back. 
raptures are coming, going up to paradise, gonna wear a halo, angel wings look nice, saying hi to Jesus, how you doing, cherubim, hugging the apostles, high-fiving seraphim. Sinner's got a suffer, eternal torment, Satan's got a pitchfork, knows how to use it, go for glory, mammon, chewing on your ligaments, screaming for forever, whatever ligament. Here comes a third verse, louder than the And we're back. Today we're talking about The Very Hungry Caterpillars, the 20th episode of the 34th season. It originally aired on May 7th, 2023. It is episode 748 in the show's run. Your nerd code is OABF14. It was written by Brian Kelly, directed by Gabrielle DeFrancisco, and your showrunners are Al Jean, Matt Selman, and Brian Kelly. All right, Brian Kelly, we have reviewed seven in total. Well, technically six, but this is our seventh. So you know what that means, Steve. Every time we review the seventh episode of a writer from The Simpsons, I give mm -hmm. you a box. Here you go. There's a box. What's in the box? Just open it. Uh, yes, it's, it's Paltrow's head. <laughs> oh, no, no, that's... It's just oh, front Gwyneth, box. Yeah, yeah. It's Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, vagina candle. It is in a box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian Kelly, so the episodes we've reviewed previously is uh, Postcards from the Wedge. Just a few weeks ago. Yes. The uh, Moms I'd Like to Forget, just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, uh, what's weird is Postcards from the Wedge was our 219th episode, but Moms I'd Like to Forget was our 129th episode. Weird. Flipping yeah, you, the numbers. Yeah. And then our 96th episode was Brick Like Me. That's the Lego one. Mm -hmm. Oh, the Surf Sins. Ah, uh, yes. Our 70th episode, classic medieval time episode. Mm -hmm. And then he wrote uh, with David Silverman, Lisa Gets the Blues. That was our 15th, Steve. Ooh, wow. way back when. And uh, the Longest Marge. That was uh, from last season, 153rd episode. That was the uh, Beck Bennett one, a football player, right? Yep, but he's a football man. Football man, love that line. And then now we got this one here. Uh, Brian Kelly also wrote one episode of Love Labor's Lost in Space for Futurama. Very nice. One of these days, Steve, we'll have a Patreon with <laughs> maybe two subscribers. Uh-huh. And they'll listen to our Futurama exclusive podcast as two people. That's right. Uh, you find listeners who are like, they pay for the Patreon only for Futurama because they're big Futurama fans, but they absolutely hate The Simpsons. You think hey, those people exist? I can assume so, because look, Futurama is a lot different than The Simpsons. One, it really is. The Simpsons is a family-based sitcom, whereas Futurama is a work-based sitcom. True. You know, you can only have two sitcoms, Steve. Family or work. and work. <laughs> you can either be Friends or Seinfeld. Those are both work. <laughs> well, okay, so Friends, Family, and... Uh, uh, Liberty. Well, I and Liberty. I consider Seinfeld to be a family sitcom. <laughs> Yeah, I guess they're like a little family. Yeah, they're on their own family. They're friends, but, you know, at the end of the day, uh, Jerry's the daddy, Elaine's the mommy, Kramer's the, the little rapscallion boy, and George is the creepy uh, next-door neighbor. Wouldn't Kramer, by <laughs> yeah. definition, be the next-door neighbor? <laughs> All right, fine. So George is their adoptive son, uh, yeah. Elaine. and because Yeah, okay, so Jerry and Elaine are the divorced parents. Mm -hmm. uh, George likes his dad more. Sure. And then, yeah, Kramer is the uh, creepy uncle neighbor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I guess Newman's also the creepy uncle neighbor. Yeah. Uh, oh. Full ha Full House is, is more of a work sitcom. Sure. I mean, to raise three daughters alone, that sounds like work to me. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, Joey I always thought that uh, Jesse was working it, being <laughs> so sexy and all. 
right. Well, uh, and then, uh, you know, your other sitcoms like uh, Perfect Strangers. That's all of them. That's work, family and friends. Yeah. I, I mean, it really is because they are family because they're cousins. Mm-hmm. But they like formed a bond that was a lot like friendship. And they both worked at their newspapers. So, yeah. Perfect well, Strangers is a perfect sitcom. It might be, Steve. Are we going to have to do a Perfect Strangers? I think podcast? so. <laughs> So back to the Simpsons, Simpsons family, Futurama is work, whereas Disenchanted is both. It's family and work. Yeah. It's hard to balance work and family. It really is, Steve. Yeah. All right. Should we just get on with this week's episode? Yeah. What's what's going on in the old Simpsons land? Oh, you're asking me? Well, it begins, as every episode of The Simpsons does, with Marge trying to feed Maggie at the breakfast table. So she steers the uh, breakfast bus towards Maggie's mouth, saying that uh, all big girls open up for the Pancake Express. (laughs) Of course, the Pancake Express is a strip club here in Portland. That's right. You know, I love uh, breakfast as much as uh, the next person. And uh, yeah, I'll go to the Pancake Express for their uh, unlimited buffet for uh, (laughs) $7.99. All you can eat is great. Yep. You can uh, get flapjacks while you're jacking your flap. Yes. No, there's no strip club here called the Pancake Express yet. Yet. Uh, so she makes uh, the chugga chugga choo choo noises, making Bart and Lisa loudly wonder, is it a train or a bus? <laughs> um, Marge responds by saying, it's whatever it will make Maggie eat something that isn't covered in ranch dressing. Uh-oh. It's the terrible, the, the age when kids just want to eat ranch or like ketchup, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and if you mix them together, you're gross. <laughs> you're not a fan of ranch up? Or cranch. Oh, that is a thing. Heinz sells. Is it Heinz that sells that? Uh, yeah. Cranch? Is mm-hmm. it a combination of ranch and ketchup then? I guess so. Yeah, they they had a whole line of it though, because they had like, well, Dijonais was already a thing, but like mm-hmm. mayo stirred. Um... So so mayo stirred is done because it's just mayo and mustard, which you, together makes great because you, you know, you're making a yeah. deviled yeah. egg or just like a, a, a cold sandwich. Mustard mm-hmm. and mayo is like a great combo. So why do you have yeah. to buy them both? I don't know. It feels like you're getting lesser quality of both products when you combine them right i mean mayonnaise and ketchup go well together yeah and uh later in this episode we will have a recipe for a mayonnaise based ranch dressing for the simpsons but we'll get there when we get there that's right so homer re is reading the uh, springfield shopper and a very funny visual gag is uh the paper says it's acquired new larger fonts so that's a great <laughs> headline marge pleads with her youngest daughter to uh, eat her ranch dressing phase uh, marge is stern saying she won't back down and then Maggie takes a deep breath, ready to throw a tantrum to end all tantrums. When suddenly a bottle of Conspicuous Hills Ranch <laughs> is in front of her. That's good. Bart and Lisa criticize their mother's parenting skills when they receive several notices from their various devices. Look, I... We interrupt Bitch Judge for an emergency broadcast. A sudden environmental catastrophe has rocked Springfield as a massive caterpillar swarm has brought life to a standstill. Gross! Awesome! (laughs) This invasive superspecies, known as the Dutch Leaf Slurper, has blanketed our town in a hellish red snowstorm of legs, eyes, and fuzz. I'm with Professor John Frank, director of the CDC, the Center for Disgusting Caterpillars. Professor, what reassurances can you give the deeply nauseated public? Uh, Well, exactly none. The Dutch leaf slurper is highly irritating to human skin and rates a nine on the Yachtin Grothman Echina scale. Dutch leaf slurper was my uh, adult film star name. (laughs) 
It was funny. I was watching this uh, recorded on my DVR last night. And when the devices started lighting up and making the sounds, the mm-hmm. audio cut out on the recording. So when they all lit up, it was silence. And I thought, oh, weird. Yeah. And I thought that was a joke, like, because no one puts their phone on, like, the, everyone's phone is always on silent. So right. I thought there was a joke of like, they are like seeing all these lights flashing, but no noise on their devices because mm-hmm. everyone puts it to silent but um i was wrong because now i heard it <laughs> that's funny though because like yeah i've actually dis- deactivated uh amber alerts on my phone because uh, amber is your ex-girlfriend right you don't, don't want to hear her from her no i don't need to hear from her yeah. it's just such a jarring sound and it's so awful mm-hmm. and sure i'm sorry for the kid or whatever but <laughs> what am i gonna do i'm just one man you gotta tell your boss at work. Look, look, I gotta go. I gotta find this missing child. So uh, later, yeah. <laughs> I got a thing in my trunk that I need to take care of right oh, Jesus now. Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think I had the uh, amber alerts uh, or the silver alerts. You know, if there's like a, an emergency that's happening, I'll probably f- hear about it one way or the other. Sure. And like, if you're in like a grocery store, there's a lot of people, and like Amber Alert goes off. Like, it's just yeah. funny. It's like, oh, these are the people that care, and the people like us are assholes. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <sighs> uh, but, but what about all these? Uh, the animation of these uh, caterpillars, man. It's ooh. like uh, ca- ca- caterpillars aren't gross; they're cute, right? But these ones, I think, because there's like blood red. To yeah, make and they're them disgusting. So many of them too. And and the the, the picture on uh, uh Kent Brockman's uh, news like <laughs> the vicious like face is, is just mm-hmm. just great. Yeah. Also, throughout this episode, they kind of multiply, mm-hmm. and it's kind of cool the casual way that the like the house specifically kind of gets more and more covered in caterpillars. It's a uh, really well done the animation of this episode. Yeah, uh, certain scenes I feel like the caterpillars. It's not animation. It's just real. Yeah. Like, there's just like a pile of caterpillars and they just filmed it and then just cut around. I don't know. Just looks yeah. uh, interesting. Hyper realistic. Yeah. It's yeah. very interesting. Uh, so Mayor Quimby urges the people of Springfield to stay calm. But behind him, two caterpillars fall into the hair of Miss Springfield, causing her to freak out. As Diamond Joe speaks of quiet repose and silent, motionless composure, Miss Springfield flails behind him, causing the tent they're standing in to collapse. And then under the insect-covered tent, Mayor Quimby declares that all businesses, roads, and schools are closed. Springfield is in lockdown. I like how uh, there's just like this white sheet over Quimby's body. You know, if you cut like two eye holes there, oh, um, that's what every Republican looks like. Like a ghost? No, a Klansman, Steve. Oh, right, right. Yeah, a Klansman. So Homer and Bart dance with glee. The thought of no work and no school makes Bart and Homer very happy. Uh, but Lisa feels that this is not a fun day off like a, like a snow day or standardized testing day. She knows that this is the third once in a millennium disaster this year. So then she sees on her phone that alarmist Twitter is freaking out and sarcastic Twitter is turning into memes and conspiracy Twitter is believing the memes. <laughs> uh, Lisa panics, right? Marge suggests that the family take off their minds of the horrors of the world. So let's find an activity to do. So Homer ponders the possibilities such as baking bread or jigsaw puzzles and even a family ragtime jazz band. Ultimately, they just choose to watch a TV. This whole scene is just very fun and reminiscent of uh, the Pat like three years ago. Mm-hmm. So who's going to be in the ragtag 
jazz band. So Lisa obviously is going to be playing saxophone. Right. Bart can play the drums. Right. Marge can play the washboard because she does chores. <laughs> Marge's only character trait is cleaning. Right. And then Homer, I guess, is... Uh... The jug. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And then uh, Maggie can play the banjo. <laughs> She's a regular Steve Martin. That's right. I mean, I know baking bread and, and doing the jigsaw puzzle was 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 the big thing in the pandemic. Was was making the ragtime jazz band a thing? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. there are a couple of families that did it. They're on tour now. I remember my jigsaw phase lasted very very shortly. You mean you were? Yes. You were locking people up in basements and telling them to like saw their hands off. Mm-hmm. That that jigsaw phase. Saw exactly. Again. Yeah. My, my like, j- this is not the uh, Carrie Elwes role that I want to play. <laughs> Oh, speaking of Carrie Elwes, remember the whole uh, Princess Bride pandemic movie? Or like, people were filming like scenes, right? Who who was who was spearheading that? Was it was it Jason Reitman? Why does it feel like it was Jason Reitman? Because uh, uh, we weren't asked to be a part of that. We were asked to be part of Gal Gadot's uh, Imagine, uh, right, right song, and we were like, yes, we'll do it. We recorded Imagine the whole song for her, but she didn't. Put it, it was Jason video. Reitman. Oh, it was okay, cool. Yeah. Ghostbuster himself or That's Ghostbuster right. Junior. <laughs> Yeah, my my jigsaw puzzle phase, I think, happened in like 2016. So (laughs) I was ahead of the curve. Always a trendsetter you are. I still have so many puzzles that I haven't put together. The biggest puzzle. I feel like once you put them together, then what? Then you break it apart, put it back in the box and say, now I wait to do this again. You know, there are pictures that are already together. Yeah. You can just look at it. And if I want to make it easy, I'll just take a painting, cut it up to four pieces and put it back together again. Like, yeah, I I did it. (laughs) Ta-da. That's what they should do with the Mona Lisa. Cut it up yeah. into a puzzle, then you could go to the Louvre and then put it together. Mm-hmm. Interactivity. You'll get people, more people to come in. It'll be good. Yeah. So uh, the family tune in to watch uh, Steak, Cake, or Fake, <laughs> which would be silly if it weren't already a TV show with Mike <laughs> Day on Netflix, which is a real thing, which is funny to me. Um, but it's the labor- latest offering from streaming service Binge Plus. Uh, the host of the game show asked if the T-bone presented to the judges is a steak, a cake, or a fake. So there's a TV show, right? Mm-hmm. That, but did that just come out? Or like what I'm saying is like, is this a parody of that TV show? Or were the Simpsons like making fun of like a show that would happen? That's what I'm asking. Like, I, I'm not right. Because I know the whole like trend too. a couple of years ago was the, is this a cake? And then like, no, it's it's right. Or yes, yes, it is. Yeah. The TikTok trend of is it a cake? Right. Prompted the Netflix show, Is It Cake? But considering how production of The Simpsons happens, it's very possible that they thought of it first. So that's why I'm asking, like, if this was produced yeah, because, a year or two ago. Because the first episode of Is It Cake was March 18th, 2022. Yeah, I don't know the turnaround time for a Simpsons episode. You think we should because yeah. we're a Simpsons podcast. Mm-hmm. Huh. I'll just go with uh, Simpsons did it. Yeah, I'm going to say so. All right. <laughs> The Simpsons all chime in their thoughts, opting for either a cake or a fake. But the first contestant chooses a steak, knowing full well that if they're wrong, the St. Jude <laughs> Children's Hospital will forfeit the millions of dollars that she already won the previous week. <laughs> um, the host hits the steak with the mallet, proving that it is, in fact, a cake. Homer, in his Team Cake t-shirt, agrees to watch one more episode, but struggles to properly function the remote to opt for the next episode. I hate that on some streaming services where you can't find uh, the the cursor so you don't know what you're selecting. HBO, I'm looking at you. Just have a better interac- interface on your streaming services, people. Yeah, Steve, it's called Max now. It's no HBO. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Max. <laughs> um, Bart and Lisa tried to direct him, but he scrolls through previously viewed episodes. And so Bart and Lisa grab their father and struggle with them. And then in all the confusion, Homer accidentally signs out of Binge Plus. So what are your thoughts on the way streaming services 
drop shows. I know Netflix just drops like all the episodes at once. Amazon usually drops like the first three episodes. I think Max does first three and then like Hulu's and other like Apple is just once once a week. What are, what is you, what's your preference? Um I kind of like so Apple TV kind of does this thing where they drop two episodes initially and then has a week by week model. And I kind of like that because it allows you to get hooked on the show initially, but then you still wait for it. Because like if you drop them all at once, I'm going to watch it all in like three days and then I'm going to forget it until it comes back the next year. And then I won't know where I'm at because it's been too long. So, yeah, I kind of like the week by week. It feels more like you're waiting for something like when we were watching Poker Face, I couldn't wait until the new episode to come out. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. There's also something about the fans watching it and then going on like a the subreddit of that show. Yeah. And each week them talking about like like, for instance, like Star Trek Picard season three uh, recently ended. And that was one of my favorite shows dropping every Thursday. And then just seeing like fans like coming up with like, ooh, what if something happens this week? You know, maybe this is what's going to happen. And it's fun just seeing fans theories. It's one of my favorite things to do, like with watching TV and interacting that way. Um, you know, like Disney does it with like Mandalorian. Like I don't want them to drop everything at once because then, you know, I, I also feel like gross like binging the show yeah yeah like i like to to do one episode and then step away and then Mm -hmm. so that's my problem with like i think like amazon or max does like the three episodes at first like well just give me the one because i don't want to watch all three because i have other tv shows to watch and then if you want to binge it sorry binge people wait till the show's done dropping then binge it all you want Mm -hmm. i think a lot of like the big franchise shows like a star treks or a star wars it needs to be week to week because if you just drop all the mandalorian episodes at once someone's gonna watch them all and then post all the spoilers right away yeah that's true so i think week to week is the way to go i agree plus it gives you you know you shouldn't be watching something three hours straight yeah take a break yeah i'm looking at you martin scorsese i don't want to watch four hour movies (laughs) yeah uh, but watch Kevin, the Irishman for four hours. <laughs> speaking of four-hour movies, Kevin Feige over there at Marvel, you can make four-hour movies all you want. <laughs> that's pure cinema, right, Martin? Oh, he left. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so back to the Simpsons here. Bart calls Homer a uh, greasy-fingered caveman while Lisa begs that Homer knows the, the password. Homer tries to step away, but Bart grabs him and lays out the facts. They're trapped inside with each other, with nothing to stream, with each other. <laughs> Marge tries to calm the situation by uh, sending everyone to bed. She tells everyone not to worry, saying that uh, the lockdown will be over tomorrow and that everything will be back to normal. And then we get like day two of lockdown. So all of that <laughs> happened on the first day. I think that was kind of brilliant because it looked like, you know, when they cut to Homer's talking about, oh, do jigsaw puzzles, the band. Mm-hmm. And then they cut to them just watching TV because that's all we actually she just did it during lockdown most people yeah and it felt like this was like maybe three weeks later right it was like just day one it was a few hours later yes <laughs> i just thought that was uh that was very funny yeah and so we begin day two of the lockdown with even more caterpillars covering the city and i like this continuity because kirk van houten is now a nut job he's a right-wing nut job uh because we had it earlier in this uh season where he was uh you know, what was it? He was like wanting people's. Uh, well, he did, he did. He he was trying to ban books, right? At Springfield. Yeah, Elementary. that's right. Yeah. He's trying to ban books uh, because of his history. And now he's. Um, standing, up standing, yeah. Yeah. And now I he's made, standing in yeah. front of uh, standing in front of City Hall holding a sign that says, think for yourself while wearing a sandwich board that says who benefits from Caterpillar lies. So he's an anti-bugger, um, and he's yelling into a mic- uh, into a megaphone that the lockdown must end. And there is no danger whatsoever. 
and then he's hit by a truck whose windshield <laughs> is covered in red insects. Um, meanwhile, Bart attends his first day of remote schooling. Yeah, they. I think the Simpsons wanted a like Karen esque character on the show, but like, mm-hmm. well, we can't have like an actual female. Like, it'd be too on the nose. So, we'll turn Kirk into the crazy. I mean, I think more of Kirk not as a Karen, but just like a January sixth. Uh, yeah, Stormer, Capital Stormer guy. Uh, which I think they did they parody that on that episode? I can't remember. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I think they did. They kind of alluded to him being there. So they essentially just turned Kirk Van Houten, who was, would you consider him like in the olden times, in the olden times of Simpsons, like a lovable loser? Kind of. Like, he's just pathetic. Yeah. You know what I think it is? Is I think they had, they're starting, they like, when you have Gil and him, like, it, it's kind of like you, you can't have everybody being like this sad, pathetic loser. Mm hmm. So they needed a new take for Kirk, I think. Yeah. I think fans would be mad if Gil became like a conspiracy nut. Yeah. Because <laughs> he is the pathetic, lovable loser, Gil. And mm-hmm. then I think, yeah, Millhouse's dad is just kind of pathetic. Because he's not as likable as Gil. No. Yeah, you're right. He's just kind of dumb. Yeah. He's kind of done things that are just dumb. And uh, yeah, I just I just keep thinking of like, can I borrow a feeling like is that mm-hmm. tape? Are we allowed to still listen to that music? Are we allowed <laughs> to enjoy that tape? I mean, have you stopped listening to your Kid Rock tapes, Craig? <laughs> no, I still listen to the cassette tapes. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not buying a CD of that bullshit. <laughs> no, no. It's the only. Uh, it's well, the tape is stuck in my uh, 1987 uh, Toyota Corolla. So <laughs> right. <laughs> so every time you get in to drive anywhere, you have to listen to Ba with the Ba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess we're going to play a clip here of the remote uh, schooling. How about that? All right. You got to hit all the, the, the notes of a uh, pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Thank you all for downloading Chat Hippo, the video conferencing service that is free, provided I periodically read ad copy. As we transition to online learning, I hope... Looking for the most player-friendly teasers and parlays online? Try oddsmonster.crypto. Don't mind if I do. Hmm... Ooh, New Zealand rugby. God, whatever rugby is, Wellington sucks at it. Good joke. You know, they could have gone with a dirtier joke of Skinner reading ad copy for like a boner pill. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if if Chat Hippo for ad-supported free chat was real, I think we'd be using that over a Zoom. Yeah. Chat Hippo sounds like fun. Yeah. I love the whole uh, bit there on uh, the rugby. I, I know rugby is just... You pass a ball and then you get mm-hmm. hit a lot, right? Yeah, it's basically football, but more violent. And no, no pads, no protection. Just, uh, just r- them old, uh, rough, rough and tumble kind of guys, right? Mm-hmm. But they're also like you know really popular in uh, England and yeah, New Zealand. Uh, you know, I think I turned on a, a rugby game the other day and I'm just like, all right, there it is. I know I've seen it. I, you got rugby, it. Rugby is kind of big here in Portland. Uh, we have couple fields where there's they play r- rugby at so yeah there's, there's in, a league i used to improvise with a guy who was a big rugby player i thought yeah. you say i used to improvise while playing rugby yes and i'm getting my ass kicked <laughs> it's a pretty rough sport there mm-hmm. i'm not putting r- rugby down it sounds like i am i'm not I'm no just, it just sounds brutal though yeah that's why i like uh less violent sports like ice hockey exactly the gentleman's game <laughs> they should combine rugby and uh horse racing <laughs> You just want to see somebody tackle a horse, don't you? Yeah. I guess it's kind of like polo, isn't it? Yeah. Don't get me started on water polo. (laughs) All right. We won't bring up that joke. (laughs) 
All right. So Bart spent his whole day at school, the six hours city, uh, just betting on New Zealand rugby. But he could have spent uh, his time on the myriad of uh, sports betting offered uh, options like from the odds monster crypto or dot crypto. Uh, of course, use the offer code on related betting boys for a special discount. Steve, did you type in odds monster dot crypto? Is crypto even a way you can get to a, a website? I don't think so. But let's give it a try as your computer crashes um so uh there's some many options we have uh, such as football boxing track or field alpine swimming professional standing wonder ball laser tennis college drinking mental gymnastics mixed martial badminton <laughs> unimpressive jumping <laughs> gaelic sleeping uh, competitive reading and the most dangerous game uh, the most dangerous game would be the game of love or the game of life. Oh, yeah. Uh, Steve, which one, instead of betting on it, uh, which uh, which sport would you partake in this list? I would have to go for either Gaelic sleeping or competitive <laughs> reading. I like unimpressive jumping. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think I could be pretty unimpressive. You think, fans out there, we would have chose college drinking, but no, I don't want to get shit-faced. No, especially with a bunch of college kids. Yeah, college people are the, the scariest people out there. Uh, no offense to you college kids out there. That's right. <laughs> but you are scary. I'd rather be in a room of uh, January 6th uh, rioters than in a room of college, white college kids, white yeah. college boys. <laughs> also, the Venn, the Venn diagram of college graduates and uh, January 6th rioters, <laughs> very far apart. True. Um, but of well, course, those, college. Those, those college kids drinking are the ones that are running the country. That's true. <laughs> like your Brett Kavanaugh's and your Bernie Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Noted college kid, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> so uh, Bart goes back to his chat hippo tab, which has the homework instructions to one, read a book, two, ponder math, and three, click here to boost your testosterone overnight. Bart notices that some idiot left their camera on. It turns out that that idiot in question is Principal Seymour Skinner. Mother, school's over. Can you make world-famous mac and cheese in the panda bear bowl? Oh my god, I can spy on Skinner! Seymour, pretend you're not a helpless infant while Cousin Peter is visiting. Aunt Agnes, I apologize for my indefinite sojourn, though, if I'm to be locked down, I'm grateful it's with the gentlest, most soft-spoken woman I know. Oh, such a good boy. Not like... <laughs> How could someone raised by a woman as effortlessly charming as you turn out to be such a burden? He won't walk to the store because he's afraid of street magicians. <laughs> So that's why you don't want to walk to the store with me. Uh-uh. There are David <laughs> Blaine's everywhere. <laughs> I love uh, the text Millhouse was texting Bart like, let's hang out, let's hang out. Um, mm -hmm. Because like, I remember pandemic, uh, there'd be people like, we should hang out. And I'm like, do you know that the pandemic is going on? <laughs> right. And like, this is like kind of like a few months in or like a month or two, like when it's, it was like really serious, right? Mm -hmm. Like it was the point where you know, it was before we were wearing masks. Yeah. Or, you know, it was after like we had to have like masks because I remember but probably the point where we're still washing our groceries. Yeah. And only wearing gloves to the store. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
even then I was thinking, like, I'm gonna look back on this. Like the gloves were not the issue. I just know it. Like, yeah, gloves are good to stop. It. I just remember like walking wearing gloves in a store and then seeing one person with a mask. I'm like, idiots wearing a mask. You should be wearing gloves. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we're not here to talk about masks versus gloves. Really boring sounding comic book. <laughs> Somebody stop me. <laughs> the gloves. But of course, you know, thinking about that now, it's probably because Mailhouse's dad was saying, like, um, you could hang out with Bard, you know. Right. Don't let them keep you from your freedom. Yeah. You know, at first I missed it when I was watching this episode initially that cousin Peter was cousin. I thought it was a guy that was trying to bang Agnes. <laughs> I thought it was a stranger and I didn't realize like and then the end we was like uh, talking about his cut co- like cousins together. I'm like, why are they calling each other cousins? Because I missed that one part when the clip we played <laughs> to cousin Peter. Uh, of course, played by uh band favorite guest of the Doughboys podcast, Rob Lowe. <laughs> yeah. You know, we were going to get him on this podcast, but all of our fans said that would improve. <laughs> all of our fans want Rob Lowe on this podcast. It's really right. Weird. And we don't listen to our fans. <laughs> Rob Lowe, uh, best friend of a uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. They're good friends. Yeah. They both put their cubes on Coke cans. Uh, Rob Lowe, everyone. Yeah. He's uh, an interesting character design, too. Very flamboyant. Ooh, Rob Lowe. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, well. <laughs> Um, but uh, the lockdown continues and the piles of caterpillars continue to grow. Marge tries to uh, bargain with Maggie, saying that they're out of range dressing. But if she accepts another dipping sauce, the dip fairy will leave a quarter under her pillow. And so she offers uh, other sauces from around the world, such as ketchup from the USA, melted cheese from Mexico, fish sauce from Southeast Asia, and Greek yogurt from <laughs> origin unknown. Uh Hmm. I'm trying to think uh, of those four. Pick one that three will cease to exist, but you can only keep one. Oh, to me, it's I think it's got to be melted cheese. I'm just thinking of like, what can melted cheese do for you? Like besides <laughs> be melted cheese. Right. Like like ketchup, I understand. But ketchup is the base for like a lot of other sauces or marinades because you start with ketchup and then you add to it. Yeah. Fish sauce you... also. You start with fish yeah. sauce or add to it. And Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt I've, I found because I started using Greek yogurt. It's replaced like my sour creams. Yeah. Um, it can't replace a mayonnaise. if you. But again, anything like, like mayonnaise, sour cream type based dips. Greek mm-hmm. yogurt, like like a ranch dressing, for instance. You yeah, yogurt does have the most flexibility, I, I'd yeah. say, and also a great binder too. For like if you're, mm-hmm. you know, for like meats and like a like a chicken. Yeah, you can uh, marinate it. You can yeah. do a lot of things with. Uh, yeah, I guess yogurt's the way to go wherever it's from. Yeah, because melted cheese is just melted cheese, and it's the tastiest there. Like if I'm just going to drink or eat something that's just that melted yeah. cheese, that's you know, I could just dip my hand in melted cheese and eat my hand. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. it, but uh, yeah, they're probably Greek yogurt. Because you can even make a barbecue sauce with Greek yogurt. That's Granted, true. It's like a white barbecue sauce, but nothing wrong with that. All right. Greek yogurt, you win um, wherever it comes from. That's right. Uh, Maggie rejects all the sauces, though, pushing them away, uh, ruining Marge's uh, ramekins. Oh, poor ramekins. Mm. Lisa walks by staring intently at the uh, headlines from her phone. And Homer tries to figure out his uh, binge plus password, saying uh, he's trying like super secret password or sexy Marge, and then ponders for a second and types in a sexy Bernice. But then mm. all of a sudden, Marge walks in <laughs> and asks Homer to go next door to see if Ned has any ranch, and then gives Homer a Bernie bro torch to fight off the caterpillars. <laughs> and I just love the animation of Homer like thinking he's being caught and just yeah. like him sitting on a couch with his hand on his chin, like, hmm. <laughs> and it's funny, we talked about Bernice was a little bit on the uh, episode last week. 
Mm-hmm. So is Bernice now the the hot lady of uh, Springfield? Maybe. I think now that she has her own voice, uh, <laughs> you know, she can have her own personality. Yeah. And we say on this podcast, if you're a woman and you got a voice, then you got a personality. That's right. That's our slogan. Put it on a T-shirt. <laughs> if you're a woman and you've got a voice, you've got a personality. <laughs> This is great. You know, what we should do is make like the worst designed T-shirt ever, like a bootleg Bart type of shirt. Mm-hmm. So I think what I'll do is like do uh, if you're a woman and you've got a voice, you've got a personality, have like a bootleg Bart saying that and like use a font, like use fonts that are really ugly, like a Comic Sans or a Papyrus. And then like I'll just take a bootleg Bart from like an old bootleg Bart T-shirt. <laughs> And put it on the shirt with that quote, and then put like some flashy like colors in the background, and just make it look horrible and horrendous. I I think uh, I think it'll be great. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna put it up on T Public. So by the time this episode drops, just go to our T Public site, tpublic.com/slash user/slash annoy grunt boys. I'll title it the uh, worst shirt design ever, and uh, you can go pick it up. I think it'll probably look good on on anything. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the show, Steve. So, in a really fun scene, Homer laughs maniacally while burning a path of charred caterpillars <laughs> leading to Ned's house. I just love the carnage that he creates. Um, inside, Ned notes that the plague has a real end-of-days vibe. Not that he's hoping for the righteous to ascend to God while the uh, wicked suffer in hellfire. Uh, Homer laughs, saying that the five minutes in lockdown and the church wads are like Ned are ready to toss everything. So Ned is excited both for the eternal bliss and the opportunity to use his ration supplies. So Homer grabs an empty, uh, an empty Easter basket and starts loading it with beans, pancake mix, rice, and other goods when they arrive at the four large tubs of sauces. There's island, comma, thousand, sour, comma, sweet, and Q, comma, BB, and what Homer's there for, dressing, comma, ranch. All right, Steve, all four of those, only one stays. What is it? Ooh. I can already tell you I'm getting rid of sweet and sour. I'm not a big sweet and sour fan. I, I like it every every now and again, but yeah, that that's the easiest one to take away, I think. And if you got ketchup and mayonnaise, you got Thousand yep. Island. Right. I do enjoy barbecue sauce a lot, but I think it has limitations and I feel like I'd burn out of it really quickly. So, so I think you're I, saying, like yeah. I'm thinking too, we got to be like Maggie. We gotta, we're keeping that ranch dressing. Yeah, I don't want to be like a typical like American person who like puts the ranch on everything, but it is pretty good. I do like, I do have to say, I do like ranch dressing. What is your preferred brand? I tend to go uh, for Ken's Buttermilk Ranch. All right. And this is a sponsored content here. Yeah, of course. Ken's Buttermilk Ranch. I don't think I've had Ken's Buttermilk. Paul Newman's Buttermilk Ranch is pretty damn good, though. I like that one, too. Yeah. Hidden Valley is there is like your base of mm-hmm. like what you base everything else ranch wise on. Uh, I don't like uh, the one ranch. Uh, is it, it starts with a W? What brand is that? The W? W. There's a brand of like dressings. I think it starts with a W. Uh, the Wishbone? Wishbone. Yeah, I think Wishbone products suck. They do. Yeah. Oh, oh shit. Steve, sorry. Oh, <clears throat> Hey, do you want great dressings? Get Wishbone Dressings. That's right. Go to wishbone.com slash 13 Simpsons for free coupons of Wishbone Dressings. Wishbone, it's the best dressing out there. I know that whenever I bone, I wish I had some Wishbone Dressing. (laughs) 
Yeah, but no, which one's gross? Yeah. And Ken's is, Ken's is fine. And I know that's your favorite, but it just reminds me of like, I guess like every restaurant you go to, diner, yeah. uses, uses Ken's dressings. And the, no, and Ken's is fine. I just don't, I just don't buy it. You know, uh, I liked Kroger's brand for a while, but. Uh, yeah, I've done that. Amazon's is okay. You know what? I think the best move, it requires a little bit of labor, but getting the Hidden Valley packet. Yes. And making your own is like the best way to do it. That's yeah. And all you do is add sour cream, but or Greek yogurt or mm-hmm. even mayonnaise. And we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah, this is gonna be a very ranch dressing based uh, episode. <laughs> uh, so as Homer asked uh, for the food that uh, was meant to ensure the survival of Ned's children, Ned has a vision. First, he imagines serving breakfast to Rod and Todd when Homer drives by on a moped and steals the plate of waffles. Next, Ned is tending to his garden. <laughs> When a rabbit takes a carrot, the bunny then hops the fence and gives Homer the carrot in exchange for a five dollar bill. Now, I, I know love that is, joke. This is just Ned's imagination, but the fact that like bunny can be bought off, like you expecting the bunny to eat the carrot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is a bunny going to do with five dollars? Buy many it's carrots. At least buy carrots. <laughs> yeah. So how does a bunny know what currency is? There's just I don't know. I wish this wasn't a, a thought bubble. I wish this was like real. Uh-huh. <laughs> Simpsons like it just happened. <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, yeah. So then Ned imagines himself as an ant carrying a bag of grain. Uh, Homer, as a grasshopper, happily feasts on the uh, ant flanders feed. And Homer then snaps Ned back to reality, telling him to pump it up, chump. Never tell Ned to pump his chump up because it's no. pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot Ned- of ranch. A lot of, yeah, that's not rich dressing those two tubes, uh, no. barrels, by the way. <laughs> uh, Ned angrily puts the uh, Ziploc bag into his pocket and gives Homer a tiny little sample of, of ranch, you know, those like little plastic dippy cups, mm-hmm. saying that the Flanders market is now closed to Mr. Grasshopper, of course, meaning Homer. Mm-hmm. I do like in the scene when, when Homer does come down there, which is like grabs a basket like he's grocery shopping. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But also now we see Ned, another side of the pandemic was the doomsday believers and like the uh, hoarders, that type of people like prepping for the end of the world. Right. Which I guess we weren't. So, yeah, but we were fine. (laughs) We were. We were essential employees just going to work. Nothing really affected us, but we enjoyed not having obligations of like going out for the weekend or going to do things. (laughs) Something kind of stuck with uh, my with me is like. I don't really want to go out now. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'll just stay at home. It's fine. But you're uh, that attitude, Steve. You're ruining the theater going experience. And we need movies now more that's, than ever. That's right. I invite you to the cinema all the time. Uh, Nicole and I, we sit at AMC theaters by ourselves where we laugh and cry. And heartbreak just feels great there in those theaters, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'll use my AMC Plus card and I'll uh, <laughs> get in for free. <laughs> you literally have a brother that runs a theater. You don't even go to that one. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm. I don't like people. That's true. But I do Except like the Simpsons and our listeners. That's right. Love you guys. Uh, back in the kitchen, Marge figures that she can ration the ounce of ranch uh, carefully, keeping Maggie calm for about a day or two. Lisa walks in to report that the lockdown has been extended, possibly for months or forever or longer. And so, in a power move, Maggie chugs the small portion ranch <laughs> and crushes a little uh, plastic <laughs> cup on her head. Looking Marge right in the eyes. And then the pile of caterpillars grow so high it covers the kitchen window. And that was just day two. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So lockdown day three on the screen. 
Marge knocks on the uh, living room window and the caterpillars move for a little bit and sending a beam of light shining ever so briefly before they uh, return to their positions. And Lisa is pacing back and forth reading uh, Anxiety Feed, which offers such grim headlines as R.E.P. Infrastructure, Caterpillars Take Over Comedy Club. <laughs> There's like a little caterpillar on uh, in front of a mic. It's great. Uh <laughs> Giant chrysalis uh, seen hovering over the Shelbyville, and Homer and Marge are concerned and offer Lisa a distraction. Marge, Lisa's making the noises again. Lisa, would it violate the spirit of mental health and self-care for you to squelch all your feelings? Scientists are saying they're going to eat our crops. No more kale! We need to get Lisa off the internet. Go to the attic and give her you-know-what. Merry Christmas! Why am I getting my big present now? Because Santa delivered it early this year. Really? Why? Because he, he doesn't have long to live. Dad, the world is falling apart. You can't just distract me with a toy. <gasps> you were saying... I'm distracted! I'm distracted! Now, I, we don't have kids, but I wonder if this was a... Uh... A move that parents did like had presents for christmas although like pandemic just happened like after christmas like lockdown yeah. happened in march so i don't know how many people have like presents for their kids in march right but maybe like they ordered distraction yeah or I maybe even like their big uh birthday gift maybe yeah again we poo poo the pandemic because of course on this podcast because of course you know it's all fake no sure <laughs> No, but in a way of like we poop because we don't have kids. We don't have a family except for our listeners. You're a family. If we were kids, like just the impact as children, I, I can't fathom what it, what it was like. Yeah. Like lose pretty much like two years. Yeah. Especially the whole uh, social aspect of it. Like yeah. not being in school, not being with your friends. That'd be tough. Like what grade would be the worst to be in during the pandemic? Ooh, I feel like middle school would be hard because, you know, you're kind of you're changing and becoming more of an adult, but you kind of use like other kids as like a barometer of how mature you should be or shouldn't be like. Mm. And so if you're just at home, you might not be up to speed with what other kids are doing. So, oh, yeah, that would be so like seventh and eighth grade be tough because, as you're saying, that sixth, seventh, eighth, those three years, that's kind of when you're going from being a kid to a teenager. Right. And so you don't know when it's cool to not like uh, play with Legos or something like that, which, of course, it's always cool to play with Legos. Of but course. Getting into like music and stuff like that. Yeah. Exactly. Really when you're, like in elementary school, you're not really like following bands and things like that. But middle school is really when you're kind of like getting into music and finding like, do you like rap? Do you like rock? You, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it is. Uh, Harry Styles, like a bully in this episode, might like. Right. <laughs> The best time, maybe, I think, would be hmm, hmm. to go through pandemic. I, I'd hate to be a senior in high school and go through the pandemic. Oh, yeah. I guess a fr maybe freshman or sophomore would be the time, like, in high school, like, if you got went through the pandemic. Yeah. Because those are kind of the years where you're really going through puberty, I think. Like, especially in for your, me. Like, in my At opinion. your most awkward, too. Yeah, like, like my sophomore year, I feel like uh, that I had the, the most acne. I was just going through the mm -hmm. most puberty at that time. So I would have, like, if I was a sophomore in high school, like, ooh, cool. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't have to hide your boners. I have an unwanted boner. Especially, like, in high school, I just wore a sweatpants with elastic bands so I could just, like, whoop, hide it. Whoop. Mm -hmm. Girls don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> if you have an unwanted boner, you take it, you put it over the elastic part of your waistband and cover your shirt. That way, no one can see your unwanted boner. That's right. unwanted boner. That's what I, ever, what's what I do whenever I go to Pancake Express. <laughs> and, um, I, and I hop. Yeah. 
I love that Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity. Again, that's the stripper's name. <laughs> yeah. Next on the stage, we got Rudy Tootie Fresh and Fruity. Show your syrup, boys. It's Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> Another fun little uh, note is um, I feel like the Mr. Plow jacket, which we see in the attic, just like transports wherever it needs to be. Just yeah. Be, like that should be a Simpsons thing, like an Easter egg, like in every episode, the Mr. Plow jacket somewhere in the background. Yeah, that's a good idea. I like that. As I know there's like companies online for cosplay that sell leather jackets to famous characters like an Indiana Jones da- jacket or like a Wolverine jacket from the X-Men movies. Does anyone sell like leather bomber jackets that have the Mr. Plow logo on it? I, that, that's a thing that should definitely be a thing. Oh, is they, but they have you... them on Etsy for like 60 bucks. And are they leather? No, it's more like a... Um... Almost like a security card jacket with like a red fringe or like a almost like a uh, baseball player jacket. You know, like the shiny kind of like a starter jacket. Yeah, I'm looking right now. Yeah. But what do you what do you think the Mr. Plow jacket was made of? Hmm. Because I always thought leather. But yeah, I think it more of like the uh, you're right. The old time baseball jackets also look pretty good. Yeah. Oh, th- this one, the viral leather. It's got like a nice collar to it. There's even a video. Now we're just like. Now our podcast is just us looking on Etsy. All right. I, I like this one, too. Yeah, that looks good. Mm. Are you looking at the one from a uh, viral leather? Yeah. I got a video. Mm. All right. Yeah. Mm. I think it's the collar that sells this one on the on the uh, viral leather one. Mm-hmm. Because it has that 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 uh, that furry, not furry, but, you know, the fluffy kind of collar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'd go with that one over the. Uh... Yeah, because the other one, the submarine pop just looks like it's screen printed and probably not great quality yeah because you would want it stitched in there yeah all right i'm gonna say viral leather that's the one i would go for or ace play studios that looks like the same one like it just looks like a sweater yeah okay all right well here we are reviewing mr plowjacks we don't (laughs) own but on etsy if you're gonna get a mr plowjack i think the viral leather looks more screen accurate i would say so all right we gave you a free plug you know send your product to us uh viral leather and uh we'll review it for real you know yeah <laughs> and this too uh i'll take a large yeah i'll take a yeah, i'll take a large yeah um but lisa got her own present uh which is the malibu stacy the shops at the orchard mall playset, which uh, depicts malibu's invitation only mall and includes two exclusive dolls hmm. so it's pretty cool that's a pretty big playset. that's like the equivalent for us uh Maybe like because you're more of a G.I. Joe kid. What? That's not the aircraft carrier. No, no, it's not that because that's that's ridiculously huge. But there yeah. was like the the Cobra's Terror Dome. That was kind of a pretty big place. Kind of like that size. Uh, I had Castle Grayskull as a kid. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, what about the Technodrome from Turtles? That's a good place. That right. Oh, yeah. I, I never had that one, but I, I, that might be in your house, right? I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, like the, uh, I didn't have it either, but the uh, Return of the Jedi uh, Ewok Village set was pretty cool. I just remember Ooh, seeing yeah. those ones. That's, that was a neat one. That was one that I always wanted when I was a kid. Yeah, but uh, that's a pretty, that's a pretty awesome playset there. Mm-hmm. And two extra dolls. That's a big selling point. Oh, you get two figures. Like usually, those playsets came with like one, right? If that. Oh, I also want to make a note too. There's a red guitar in the back. And I'm thinking that's Bart's red guitar. Ooh, good call. Yeah. All right. Let's get out of the Simpsons house and go over to the Skinner household. Uh, Agnes is showing uh, cousin Peter pictures of the 1958 Blossom Festival. While Whoa. Seymour 
<laughs> while Seymour washes dishes and angrily eavesdrops. Bart uh, watches on Chat Hippo while Peter pretends to confuse Agnes with Marilyn Monroe, which we all do. Mm-hmm. And Skinner rolls his eyes and pantomimes shooting himself in the head, <laughs> which is like what Steve and I do when, when Steve's talking, I do the same thing. And Steve does the same thing when I'm talking. <laughs> exactly. And uh, Peter finds that uh, a quilt of great interest is even more a value. What is this exquisite quilt? Oh, that's an old family heirloom. Hand-stitched quilts are quite valuable these days. Oh, oh. Generations of Skinner women have contributed images of the sons who disappointed them. It radiates a beauty unmarred by the passing years, much like its owner. It's yours. I want you to have it. Mother, you promised the quilt to me. You can't give away my birthright. I can give whatever I want to whoever says nice things. You know what Seymour gave me for my birthday? Half a computer, no keyboard. It's a tablet device. It has a touchscreen. Touchscreen sounds made up to me. Just like his prom date. You met Charlene. You spit on a Kleenex and wiped her makeup off. I like how all the Skinner people look like Skinner, mm-hmm. but he's Armin Tanzerian. He's not Skinner. That's a good point. Yeah. Oh, wait, we, we bring that up every again, right? Oh, yeah. We That's were not supposed to talk about that. <laughs> uh, I like uh, seeing Jimbo there with all the Harry Styles. He's a big fan. The badass kid is all about Harry Styles. Unless, hmm, Jimbo doesn't have siblings, does he? Not that I'm aware of. I just know another thing during like pandemic and like Zoom meetings, a lot of people would have to use the room that had the computer. So I'm wondering right. if, like, like maybe that's like his sister's room, but I don't think, no, because it is, he's drinking from a Harry Styles mug. I'm, yeah. I'm not trying to, look, it's like me and Taylor Swift, right? Like everyone thinks yeah. I'm the badass like Jimbo, but I'm really mm-hmm. a softy because I'm a Swifty. <laughs> But it is a very funny visual gag. And the it fact is. that like he's not hiding it because he's got to be on, on camera on Zoom. Right. Chat Hippo. Is there any of the kids that are using like the fake background, virtual backgrounds, which is too distracting? So stop do, doing that on, on Zoom, people. Exactly. Yeah. It never it's never gonna work either because it's always yeah. gonna look fake. So just stop. Unless you got a green screen behind you, then I guess it's it'll be yeah. fine. Uh we don't we don't use the video feature, but uh if we got YouTube, so eventually we're gonna have to, Steve. I know, I know. But until then. Lisa plays with her new toy, imagining a day in the mall with her dolls. And there are all kinds of shops at the mall, such as... We got Amber Combi's Loss. Take me back, Fitch. Oops, ear piercing. Build a sloth workshop. <laughs> Forever 8. <laughs> Craig's favorite. Uh, Maison de Belly Shirts. Stool. Meh, topic. Opera Glass Hut. <laughs> and gluten-free blowouts. All right, which store are you shopping at, Steve? Forever 8? <laughs> I don't know. I want to check out what's uh, going over at Stool. I'll go to meh topic. It'll be like uh, instead of uh, anime shirts and whatever's at hot topic, it'll be uh, Dilbert shirts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, anyway, so Lisa loses herself in a world of imagination, creating voices and personality for Malibu Stacy and her new friends. But first, let's write the real working escalator. Ooh, it's the girls' day. Who wants a spotted Bobby tea? I do. This feels so good. Maybe Mom's right. Maybe I don't need to freak out. Oh, but you do. <gasps> You're alive? Lisa, how can you just, I don't know, play as the world is collapsing around us? How are you talking to me? <laughs> how do you know about the lockdown? 
Lisa, we may be born to shop, but we're not, like, unaware. No, of course, but... It's just so hard to feel present right now, isn't it? Knowing those things are out there. Can we not talk about the caterpillars? This is the first time in two days I've been free of crushing anxiety and... Oh my god, the caterpillars have caused a lettuce shortage. Rioters were tear gassed at a Whole Foods salad bar. That's so sad. I'm just gonna say it. I think this is the new normal. What a brilliant performance by uh, Yardley oh, Smith there. <laughs> like, I don't know exactly how, like, the award show works, <laughs> but, like, they should submit that for an Emmy. Yeah. That this per uh, Yudley's performance in this is just so good. I just I, I just loved it. It was so much fun. And in the context of the uh, the voices of the dolls, also the cliche things that they're saying, like was such like the like the end there, like mm -hmm. you know this is the new normal. You know, people kept saying like news news organizations would say, you know, wearing masks might be the new normal when you're going out that sort of mm -hmm. thing. So, and just all the. <sighs> Just Lisa's character is just like a snippet of like, I would say a, a huge percentage of, of people during during lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Love this scene. Um, so Lisa hides under the covers of, uh, as Springfield enters day four of the lockdown. Again, this is funny. It's day four. <laughs> I don't even remember what the first week of lockdown was like. I think it was just like we probably thought it was only the last week. Right. That's how we thought. Yeah. 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 I was like, all right, well, this is going to be a week, maybe two. Maybe two. Mm -hmm. So Homer tries to quell Maggie's cravings by feeding her mayonnaise from a jar and says that uh, it's delicious ranch. Uh, Homer takes a spoonful of it and then gags and then feeds Maggie a carrot dipped in the mayo. And then she takes a bite and then spits the chewed up carrot and mayo combo all over Homer's face. Well, she just really just vomits all over him. Yeah. Um, I had a problem with this scene. Why mm -hmm. does Homer think mayonnaise is gross? Like, hasn't he ate jars and jars of mayonnaise? Yeah, he wouldn't be disgusted by that. It's so weird. All. Yeah. Yeah. Like I've seen in a comic book written by Gail Simone of Homer eating cans of beets, which I don't think that would Ew. happen. If we ever that get that, far worse. If, get Gail Simone on the uh, podcast here, okay? We could talk to her about yeah. that. I'll be honest with you: dipping a carrot in mayo and eating it does not sound that gross to me. It's not gross at all. Like I've dipped fries in mayo, and it's good. It's totally normal. That's what they do over in in uh, France land and England, yeah. Europe. They dip mayonnaise. Uh, look. So if you're in a pinch and you really need ranch dressing, I'm going to give you a tip here to so, make your own ranch dressing at home with mayo. Now you can use mayo, sour cream, Greek yogurt, but let's just grab a cup of that, right? Let's grab a cup of mayo. Then you want to add a half a cup of milk. Any milk will do, preferably unsweetened. So if you don't have a cow's milk, um, mm -hmm. probably should be using mother's milk, but if your mom's not alive, then you can't use it. Or not lactating at the moment. <laughs> yeah. You know, your oat milks, your soy milks. Almond milks, as long as it's unsweetened. Most people have, you know, you can get those milks, right? So grab mm -hmm. some of that, uh, like I would say half a cup of that. Then you want like a tablespoon of lemon juice. Um, any vinegar would do. Lemon juice is fine. But if you got like an apple cider vinegar, sure. white vinegar, that'll work as well. Then you want like a tablespoon of dried parsley. Then you want a teaspoon of garlic powder. Uh, one tablespoon and one teaspoon. So one and one tablespoon and one teaspoon of like dried dill. Then, you know, like a half a teaspoon of salt and pepper mix. And there you go. You got your homemade ranch dressing. So I'm assuming the Simpsons over there oh. got, got those uh, ingredients, right? Yeah. She has that fancy uh, spice rack that with uh, oregano and all that. Yeah. So hey, yeah, she should be fine. Oregano in there. Go for it. Yeah. That's all ranch dressing is uh, a simple, a simple recipe. Play with yeah. the flavors, guys. Yeah. Add some onion powder if you want. That'd be fun. A couple of shakes of cayenne. Oh, yeah. Some smoked paprika even. Why not? Make your ranch fun. Yeah. It doesn't have to be boring and in a hidden valley. 
No, let your uh, ranch fly in the free valley. Yeah, you don't need someone named Ken telling you how to eat ranch. No, you don't need some dumb detective-solving dog who tells stories <laughs> to make shitty ranch for you. You can make your own. You don't need some uh, sexy movie star that donated all of his proceeds to charities to tell you to uh, how to eat ranch. Paul Newman's going to break my legs. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Marge looks out the window to see uh, Ned, Rod, and Todd happily dipping their veggies in the creamy white stuff, unaware of a world without ranch. Marge tells herself that anger won't accomplish anything and that she's going to be the bigger person. But as Maggie cries louder and louder, Marge snaps. She declares that they're going to break into Ned's house and uh, clean him out of the ranch. Homer is shocked and uh, Marge tells him to get the bolt cutters. So Homer pulls out from the couch a saw, then a hammer, and then a pair of bolt cutters, which just so happened to be owned by Ned Flanders. Of course. So meanwhile, Bart eats spoonful after spoonful of mail as he and the other students watch Skinner's family <laughs> on Chat Hopo. <laughs> I love how Bart's seen the mayonnaise. Uh, mm -hmm. Seymour stews as uh, Peter vows to cherish the quilt, and Agnes laughs and offers Peter another liverwurst melt, which, uh, oh, Steve, got here right for you. There's another liverwurst melt. Please eat that in front of me. Mmm. See, why do you keep putting the uh, a napkin over your mouth when you're chewing? Um, no reason. I love this hot meat paste. Oh, I, I marinated it in uh, pickle juice. Ugh, I can tell. Yeah, it's extra <laughs> pickly. Mm, really uh, sticks to the gums there. Real good. <laughs> so the children all laugh at Seymour's misfortune until they see him holding a photograph. Picture shows Seymour as a toddler sucking his thumb and holding the quilt close to his face. Bart is quick to mock his principal, but the other kids have a change of heart. Oh, my God. That quilt was Baby Skinner's security blanket. My beloved Mr. Nuck-Nuck. <laughs> huh? Skinner's crying? Can he do that? That quilt was his blankie. You don't... You don't take away a man's blankie! Make Mr. Purple Shirt stop crying so he can sit at his desk and tell recess to happen! No, guys, we're not doing this. We're not feeling bad for Skinner. We're not going to see him as a human being. <laughs> All right, fine. I can't believe I'm saying this. We're going to help our principal get his blankie back. Ah, uh, Mr. Nuck Nuck. That's what Steve calls his genitalia. <laughs> Won't somebody suck on my little Nuck Nuck? <laughs> the millhouse is just so sad and uh, uh, mm -hmm. like pissed off. He's so pissed off that someone <laughs> would ruin his or take away the blankie. That's. That shows like uh, something happened to Millhouse, right? Yeah. Millhouse's security blanket or his Laurel blanket was uh believe the earth was round. That's why Kurt got rid of it. That's right. <laughs> it was too liberal for <laughs> yeah. the Van Houten household. Uh, so Lisa steps into her room with a sandwich, asking her dolls if they feel like shopping. But they're busy using uh, frayed wire to melt down pieces of the mall to build a barricade to keep the caterpillars out. Uh, seeing how safe her doll friends are, Lisa wishes that she was down there with them. And with a flash of Malibu Stacy's phone, Lisa shrinks down to the size of her toys. As she uh, takes in the environment, she thinks that maybe, just maybe, she isn't handling the lockdown so well. 
But that was also a problem during the pandemic. Kids were um, being transported to toy size. That's true. That, that, <laughs> that happened a lot. In the cover of Night, Marge and Homer sneak out to Ned's bunker, brushing off the caterpillars covering him. Another bit of fun animation. Also really gross. They're very gross. Uh, as they get closer to the ranch, they hear Ned above them singing a song to the boys about dying and meeting Jesus in heaven. <laughs> now, Steve, I don't know if you're a uh, religious fellow, but is that song real or is it written for the Simpsons? Because I, I don't want to sound like an idiot, but I really am because... <laughs> Some of those Christian hymn songs or whatever yeah. sound like that. Is this, it, you know what it really reminded me of? It's like uh, Righteous Gemstones. Like this sounds like a song that'd be on Righteous Gemstones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Simpsons wrote it, but <laughs> okay. uh, if you told me it wasn't, I'd be like, yeah, that, 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 that tracks. Yeah. It's very fun. It's very catchy. <laughs> it is. Like the, you know, talking about Righteous Gemstones, there was that one song that, uh, that plays throughout the the series that was you know written by or performed by one of the characters on the show. Like it was a catchy tune to like <laughs> it's stuck in my head every time they'd play that that like an episode when I, that song would come on. I forget obviously not that memorable because I forgot what the song was. Because you did mm-hmm. you watch Righteous Gem? Righteous. I watched the first season. I oh, actually God. I need to go back and watch it because I did enjoy it a lot. I love it. That's a great show. Uh, I think it's coming back pretty soon, season three. Anyways, but uh, yeah, that song. I forgot what it was. Uh, Baby Billy and uh, the mom character. I forget. Anyways, probably stuff. Uh, but yeah, uh, Marge and Homer fill baggy after baggy of ranch dressing. Uh, Homer accidentally uh, downs a can of uh, survival pecans as they hear <laughs> footsteps coming down their direction. And Marge and Homer hide as Ned opens the door to the basement, threatening his intruders, saying the end days are a coming. Meanwhile, Bart watches as Seymour suffers. Lisa helps Stacy and the other dolls build a barricade in the mall playset. And Mo pours high-proof rum all over his caterpillar-infested bar, saying that if he's going down, he's taking them with him. And then as he drops the Zippo, the flames quickly flicker out, and Mo realizes that he really needs to stop watering down his booze. Uh, the caterpillars then climb all over the bartender. And back at Ned's, Homer makes himself known in order to protect Marge. Hey, psycho! Over here! Homer Simpson. He who steals from his neighbor shall reap the croquet mallet. A reading from the Book of Flanders. Now calm down, Ned. Let's just take a deep breath and... Surprise ranch attack! I'll die before I don't take what's yours! Forget me, Marge! Take the dressing! If I don't make it, tell Maggie it was her fault! I love uh, Ned's sinister voice. Yeah, uh, Harry's putting on kind of frightening. Yeah, is this a movie like a horror movie where it's some Christian guys? Well, I guess that was a uh, Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. Ten Cloverfield Lane was kind of like that, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, very fun. So Homer hurls cans of uh, apocalypse chili at Ned's. Probably really spicy if it's called apocalypse chili. Yeah. You know, you think if like something called apocalypse chili it should be like a spicy chili. You it's would think blow, so. Yeah. Go up, blow up your butt. Instead, Boom. it's just going to make you fat like Marlon Brando. <laughs> We're not fat shaming here, but uh, no, he was crazy though. <laughs> yeah. And loved uh, sucking. Or who, whose dick did he suck? Was it Richard Pryor or did Richard Pryor suck his dick? I, I, I would imagine it's probably a little bit of both. Okay. Cocaine, one hell of a drug, guys. <laughs> uh, oh, I just now figured out. Wait, Richard Pryor was in Superman 3. Marlon Brando was in his first Superman as Superman's dad. Oh. So, like, it's a big super fuck section. Mm-hmm. Where's Christopher Thanks. Reeves on at the time? Was he writing one of them? Hopefully he doesn't fall off. Jesus. It's too soon to make fun of Christopher Reeves, Steve. I'm sorry. George Reeves, on the other hand, is make fun of him all you want. <laughs> his suit was ill-fitting. <laughs> that was peak 
Yeah, we we should have grown up as adults in the fifties. We would have been like hunks then with our physical. <laughs> yeah, <body. laughs> like look at that barrel-chested man over there. Yes, what a young fit man. We wear like pants all the way up to our tits. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was hot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no wonder women didn't have orgasms until the eighties. <laughs> Men were hideous and abusive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, anyways, and as Ned uh, grabs a sleeping bag as a weapon, Homer grabs a bag of soft pretzels, but then he sees the hard pretzels and opts for those instead. Smacking Ned causes him to fall on some Christmas decorations. Homer and Ned uh, fence with uh, signs, one saying peace and one says goodwill. There's like a little pause so we can read it real quick. Yeah. Before Ned knocks Homer to the ground, he grabs Homer and shoves his head into the tub of ranch where Homer drowns and dies. The end. No, but Homer laps it up. But then uh, in his clip back at 742 Evergreen Terrace, Bart unveils his plan to help good old skin man. Lockdown kids of Springfield. We're going to save our principal's blankie with the power of the most useless thing on earth. Remote learning. Months go. I'm calling about an anonymous post on bedspreadtraders.com offering an antique handmade quilt for sale. Hmm, if I did have such a quilt, the price would be considerable. Oh, he's negotiating. The fish is on the hook. My offer is $25,000. Nelson, I made a homemade puppet so you can do Jeff Dunham jokes for me. Not now, Mom. I'm talking to a grown man online. Wait, you're a kid? Oh, no, we almost had him. I am not selling you my quilt, Junior. Not after all the time I've spent conning it out of that awful woman. Ha, got him. Hello, Cousin Peter. Cousin Seymour. Agnes. We heard every word you said right here on my wonderful half computer, which was a gift from my son. Ah, they lived happily ever after. Yeah, a nice little bow on that. I love the joke of Nelson. Like, I'm talking to an adult online. <laughs> also, the fact that his mom made a Jeff Dunham puppet. <laughs> a puppet to tell Jeff Dunham jokes. Right. <laughs> Which shows you the uh, class of uh, people that like Jeff Dunham, right? Yeah, that's about right. Isn't Jeff Dunham, though, you don't call him puppets. He gets offended if you call him puppets. What a dick. I, I don't know if I, I, I've heard. I think I've heard that somewhere. If it Because he's the one who makes like trillions of dollars, right? Yeah, yeah. But doing puppets. Yeah. But he, you don't you can't call him puppets. Is he the one that has like the racist ones, too? Yeah, yeah. OK. He has one that's like a person of Middle Eastern descent who is right. Who's like a terrorist or whatever. Right. Who's been blown up. And yeah, yeah. I think there might be a Hispanic jalapeno pepper as well. Why do it's I like feel- real awful stuff. Why do I feel like Jeff Dunham and like a Freight Caliendo type, like just like tour together? Oh, yeah, I could see that. I'm sorry for throwing Frank Caliendo under the bus because I don't think he's. I don't think so, but. He does good impressions, but I just don't think he has like, because he's got writers, right? He has to. Oh, yeah. I think he's just, he's just a person who can do voice as well. Like, I don't think that he himself is necessarily yeah. hilarious. Wasn't there like a time when Frank Caliendo was doing like the Fox NFL, but as Madden, but had to stay in character as Madden, like when Madden was still uh, still alive and doing the football. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I have nothing against Frank Caliendo. I I think he's very talented. Yeah. I don't know why I'm bringing him up, but uh, Jeff Dunham, you know, to each his own. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, Seymour asks uh, Peter how he could take advantage of his mother, who happens to be an IBS survivor. Uh, Agnes throws Peter out of the house into a pile of the red caterpillars where his precious orifices are violated. Uh, Seymour looks to his laptop and thanks to the mysterious user who goes by Skinner Sucks 42. And the children all cheer at their accomplishment. He sucks 42 what? Uh, it's the answer to everything. <laughs> um, is that Jackie Robinson? There you go. <laughs> You think Barry would have Skinner sucks like the original one, but no, he's the forty second. Maybe he has a lot of burner accounts because he does oh, a right. lot of online shenanigans. I think that that tracks. All right, well, back at the Flanders is his basement. Ned continues to drown Homer in a vat of ranch until Marge urges him to stop, and Ned sees how the lockdown has affected him and releases Homer, who gasps for air, his face covered in gooey white stuff pleading for buffalo wings. I think that's a controversial statement Homer makes yeah. because you're supposed to dip uh, the blue cheese with the wings. That's right. Uh, I prefer the ranch, though. Sorry. I like to switch it up. Like I like both because I like the tang that the uh, blue cheese offers, but I don't want that flavor all the time, so I like right. the coolness of the ranch. So. All right. Yeah. Well, Ned apologizes while Lisa continues to work on safely securing the mall. Ned! You're a wonderful human being who has never shown anything but kindness to our challenging family. I'm sorry. These are yours. No, oh, you keep those, Marge. It's time I put the Christian back in extremist Christian end times prepper. My dear Homer, I'm so sorry. <gasps> what? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry too. We need more furniture. Give me that mannequin. Uh, that's my boyfriend. Malibu Kevin. Happy to be a service, babe. The end clip there with Yardley doing the voice of Malibu Ken. Yep. Yeah. It was great. Also, the uh, bit with Homer keeping his head in the ranch. I was happy they did that joke because I was watching originally when they were fighting, Homer's head was in the ranch from Ned. I was hoping that his head went back down so he could eat more ranch. And mm -hmm. we got that. We got that joke because that was very on uh, brand for Homer. So yeah. kudos to that joke that I was hoping happened and it did. Very nice. Uh, Lisa begins to melt the skin off Malibu Stacy's boyfriend's chest when a giant caterpillar appears. The dolls all run for safety as Lisa meets the bug face to face, alien style. Lisa grabs a piece of lettuce from her human sized sandwich and offers it to the caterpillar. The bug happily eats the leafy green, and <laughs> Malibu Stacy is uh, disgusted, but Lisa thinks the bug is kind of cute. Uh, Lisa tells her doll friend to take it easy, but Malibu Stacy is still worried. Chill. May I remind you that we are in a crisis? No, because that's all you do. Anytime there's a little optimism, here you come with more bad news and squish. We're all miserable again. I don't want to play with you anymore. <gasps> when we're all stuck indoors for who knows how long, we have to tell each other things are going to work out. Because if we all just tell each other we'll get through this, then by some kind of magic, we will. And in a crisis, there's nothing more powerful than showing a little empathy to the people around you. That is beautiful. Do you really think this will be over soon? Meh. Lockdown's going on forever. Count on it. Lockdown is over. Our furry invaders have cocooned themselves presumably forever. As our long regional nightmare ends, we emerge blinking in the sun, vowing to move on, forget, and learn nothing. Lisa's whole speech here, that whole clip was great. It was the yeah. optimism of coming out of the pandemic um, that I wish uh, we all felt and all thought like that. Yeah, I think that uh, Kent Brockman's kind of statement at the end, though, 
about uh, <laughs> vowing to move on, forget and learn nothing is kind of <laughs> that's kind of more what happened. And that's what happened. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this was only four days <laughs> in Springfield because they're on day five now. So outside the Simpsons home, Maggie stuffs her face with ranch as the rest of the family look outside, stunned to see that they have the freedom to do whatever they like. So a butterfly emerges from its cocoon and flies the top of Homer's head. And then several more butterflies land on the family, grossing them out and biting them. I just like that because Homer's like, oh, they bite. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Laura just walked in and she's watching the butterflies emerge from the cocoons. And she also has a <laughs> a disgust of butterflies and moths. And, and she is freaked out. That's fine. I thought they were moths. They look like those white moths. Uh, I know, but they're butterflies. It's okay, honey. <laughs> I think she might throw up. Why are butterflies disgusting? They're not disgusting. They freak her out. She doesn't like them. Huh. Do they have butterflies in Hawaii? Not anymore. She killed them all. <laughs> oh, wow. She's the Ir- Irish of, you know, Irish Ireland snakes. Okay. Right, right. But well, they have St. Lawrence Day every, <laughs> every year. Every year. Uh, so as the credits begin to roll, we see hordes and hordes of butterflies all over Springfield. And then we get a post credit scene where uh, Homer has stolen Ned's uh, streaming password. Homer's surprised to learn, though, that instead of Binge Plus, he now has something called Godflix, a Christian streaming service that offers such shows as Master of Nuns, Jesus, P.I., Kevin Can Go Save Himself, Blaming Eve, Breaking Bread. Hmm. I think I want to watch uh, Jesus, P.I., is it Jesus as a detective? Yeah. So like Jesus is sent to the future to be a private investigator before he gets sent back in time for the resurrection, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So Marge is intrigued by the offering such as a Mary Virgin Moore show. While Bart is interested in It's Always Sunny and Beth Shemush, Lisa likes Prayer of Easttown. While Homer is curious about How I Bet Your Savior, Better Call King Saul and The Real Manger Wives of Bethlehem. <laughs> Finally, the family opts for Curb Your Agnosticism. And that's how it ends. Woo! So I... there is a, a Christian streaming service called Pure Flix. Hmm. So go to pureflix.com slash one day Simpsons for <laughs> $666 off your... Uh, Sign in positive entertainment that changes lives, inspires hearts. The first poster here is Kirk Cameron in the <laughs> Homeschool Awakening. So, so should we some... sign up for this and then uh, do a podcast on every? Yeah, we can watch uh, Strong Daughters, Strong Fathers, God's Not Dead, We the People, uh, Heaven Sent, An Unlikely Angel, <laughs> Saved by Grace, An Interview with God. Oh, Lisa and... got passion. You could watch Passion of the Christ. Huh. Wow. Why we breathe? Got some Veggie Tales. This is uh oh, there's something called unlocking science. I'm a, I'm afraid of that. Yeah, um, there's one called the greatest inheritance, uh, featuring um Mina Suvari and Jalil White. Huh. <laughs> that is the non uh Kevin Spacey star of American Beauty and <laughs> Stephen Urkel. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm looking to they have podcasts. Oh, and right down here, number one podcast, the 103 Simpsons podcast with the annoyed grunt boys. Wow. <laughs> That's where our following went. <laughs> we are a political or religious podcast. Yeah. Uh, I think this one streaming service I might pass. So, yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Well, we did see we got through the episode. That's right. I think I need to take a break to pray <laughs> and think about what we just watched. So, uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> All 
righty, Craig, we're back. Let's finish up our discussion of the Very Hungry Caterpillars. We'll talk about the things that uh, we liked, the things we didn't like, the things that made us laugh, and what we thought of the episode, and even what we're watching next week. But before we do all of that, let's uh, give away some gifts. And so for you, Craig, I know that you're, uh, you get cold. So I'm going to give you a lovely quilt that uh, has... Uh, stitchings of all the men who've disappointed you in your life. <laughs> I think you just came up with that on the spot because before we hit record, I asked, can you hear the heater in the background? <laughs> and you're like, oh, he's cold. He probably wants a quilt. No, I thought about this days ago, <laughs> even See, before this episode. <laughs> We're recording it uh, the day after. Look, I figured you were giving me the Malibu Stacy playset, so I'm a little disappointed I didn't get that, but that's fine. Do I give you vat a, a giant vat of a ranch dressing stolen mm. from Flanders? Is, 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 is? Or do I give you Armageddon pickles? You know how I feel about pickles. <laughs> I hate them. Except for that one episode of uh, Rick and Morty, the Pickle Rick one. You love that one. Oh, yeah. It's real funny. <laughs> that Justin Roiland, real good guy. <laughs> so for you, Steve, I got you half a computer. Yay. It's, it's not the uh, it's not the tablet part. It's just a keyboard. Oh. It, it, it's meant to go to Agnes. For her half a computer, but uh, <laughs> here's a, a a keyboard for your tablet. Jeez, well, that's very sweet of you. <laughs> I can pretend to type all day long. <laughs> well, Craig, now that we have our gifts, what uh, made you laugh in this episode? Look, it's probably a controversial episode at this time because we don't want to remember the pandemic and lockdowns. But uh, what can you find funny from that? But I think all the just the the touchstones that us as a, uh, a society going through the lockdown the past three years, just all funny stuff, like the way it hits of like Homer saying, let's do jigsaw puzzles and fake bread. But in reality, everyone just binge TV shows. <laughs> so all those like little touchstone moments. And yes, there's many that they missed and they could have included. But uh, what they got, I think, was was pretty fun. Uh, but for the best like joke. Or scene for me, and we alluded it to the episode, of course, is Lisa uh, talking to her dolls using her character voices. Just phenomenal uh, acting from Yardley. So that's why Lisa, I think, is is definitely the MBJ of this episode. She has the poignant message at the end of how we should all react to the, you know, getting back to normal from, from a pandemic like this or the lockdown. Uh, she's the star of this, uh, this episode because that was just so many people during the pandemic. So uh, I mm-hmm. think for uh, MVJ, definitely Lisa. How about you? Um, yeah. So there's a lot of jokes in here that made me happy. Homer opting for the hard pretzels after picking up the soft pretzels. Very funny. The uh, rabbit in Ned's vision. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's changing. Very funny. Um, there's a lot of good jokes in this episode, but Lisa's performance or Yearly's performance as Lisa. So good. Um, you know, we talk about how like how often like maybe Dan might be in the room playing against himself or, you know, when he's like Homer and Abe talking or whatever. But this was Lisa just literally kind of going mad in a way mm-hmm. and portraying like three different characters at once, which is very impressive. But also throughout the episode, she kind of felt like how I felt like constantly doom scrolling on your phone, just to, like almost getting like dopamine hits out of bad news. Mm just to wallow in it and it's not healthy but it's something that i know i did and a lot of people did just seeing the bleakness but like at the end of the day you know just realizing that empathy is what really matters and like caring for your fellow human being that's what's really important you had three separate stories that on their own don't sound that appealing to me like i was kind of bummed out by the concept of uh lockdown episode but uh i think it was a lot of fun and so before i get into my review i just i'll say that i agree with you that uh 
uh, Lisa is the MBJ, but there's a lot of fun in this episode. Yeah. And if I could give my full review real quick, it's this is that this is a good episode to kind of like put in your time capsule. Like if you have kids or kids that didn't experience this and like growing up watching the Simpsons being like, you know, I went through this pandemic. Let me show you this old episode of, of a cartoon that pretty much summed it up. And it was all the, in a way, positive ways of the pod- pandemic, even though it's, yes, a lot of people lost their lives and it was horrible, you know, and then also going through that time too, where we're going through a lot of riots in, in this country and just, it was, a, it was a huge mess. Right. Uh, we're just going through such a weird time that this kind of highlighted like what we were doing at the time and made light of it. And uh, I, I don't know. I think this episode was really well done. And like you said, like you're nervous going into it being like, do we need to relive this? And this was a kind of a fun. Remember, like, remember the good times? Cause there's always good times in times of crisis. Mm-hmm. So you make the best of what you got. And um, this episode kind of showed that and, and all of like the major kind of like feelings that people had, like Lisa, like you said, like just, going full crazy and uh having to deal with like the Skinner story of like how to deal with lockdown with people that usually don't have you spend all this time with um and then mo on the other hand you know he was alone (laughs) and tried to take his life and you know we jest but that happened and yeah uh and i think this episode doesn't hit on too much controversy i think this is an episode everyone could watch and relate to Oh, no, this was it, it was a great time. I really enjoyed this episode. It's might be one of the highlights of this season for me. Uh, so that being said, if I gave this a ranking, it's been since the, the episode aired on May 7th, since uh, the official lockdown, I believe it was March 11th, 2020. There have been 1,152 days between. Wow. So out of 1,152, I'll give this episode a 1,150. Nice. I like it. What do you think, Steve? Uh, well, Craig, uh, kind of like I alluded to, this episode was just so much fun and it worked on a lot of levels for me. I like the, the defaulting to just binge watching TV because that's, you know, when we all got down to it, that's really what we realized all we really wanted to do is watch bad TV. And I think that, you know, Maggie's relationship to uh, Ranch mm-hmm is a thing that we all deal with, like being obsessed with the food for a little bit. Um, And I'm not a parent, but I know that that must be frustrating for parents out there who like really have to struggle with their child only eating one thing. But I think this is just such a human episode. Like it's all so relatable. And I think that's really well done. If I had one criticism, I'd say that the cousin Peter plotline didn't really flesh out too much, but I think it was fun that the kids rallied around to save Seymour. But yeah, Lisa just knocked it out of the park. I think that her whole storyline is so great. And they're just like little animation bits, like the caterpillars and how creepy they look and how they would grow. Mm-hmm. Or that spot where a Marge tapped on the window and mm-hmm. the caterpillars all made a hole and the sun shone through. I think that's really well done. So visually, it's a well done episode. I just all around just a lot of fun. So this I, I agree with you. This is like probably in the top three of this season for me. And so, you know. You talked about how long we were in lockdown, but they were in a lockdown for five whole days. <laughs> so out of five, I'm going to give this a four out of five. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about all those fun animation bits. Uh, the director, Gabriel Francesco, uh, a lot of like great little I didn't really talk about in the episode, but a lot of great visual stuff that happened. Like when they initially on the chat hippo, I loved how the uh, watching Skinner in the background with Agnes, it was pixelated. But then when it zoomed in to 
Bart's computer screen, the pixelation went away. We went into their world, into their set. It's a great I thought touch. that was great. I love to when they're just binging in the beginning, uh, watching TV, Bart and Lisa are on the floor. But Maggie is sitting on her back with her head upside down, watching the TV on the armrest of a couch, which is <laughs> you probably shouldn't put a baby there. Yeah. And I think that joke is repeated throughout uh, another time. And um, and also the homer and ned fighting scene where homer just pulls ned's mustache and it's like <laughs> like six feet long you know his mustache and then homer's hair gets pulled too i just thought what a great bit of a, a directing uh Gab- gabrielle did it yeah and ned's mustache isn't the only thing that's six feet long <laughs> uh, his penis is very big yeah that's what i'm implying okay cool <laughs> Uh, no, all around a great episode. I'm glad we could watch it. And uh, just well done, everybody. Uh, Brian Kelly, Rebecca, Who's and Rebecca? the rest. Uh, Rebecca Black, she sang Friday. Uh, she had nothing to do with the episode, but she's just doing good, too. Wait, what? Rebecca Black? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, Who's Rebecca? I said the wrong name. <laughs> okay. You meant Gabrielle DeFrancisco. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I decided to call her Rebecca. But Gabrielle DeFrancisco. Uh, DeFrancisco. You did a great job. Uh, Brian Kelly did a great job. And Alan Matt, you did fine too. But will they do fine next week? Uh, that's what the question is. So what will happen next week on The Simpsons? Craig, what do you think the title of the episode next week is? So obviously it's a new episode. I, I don't know. I really don't yep. know. Okay, cool. Uh, 21st episode of the 34th season. I'm going to say it's the uh, well, so episode was called The Hungry Caterpillars based off a famous children's book, right? George W. Bush's favorite. So I think they'll keep with the uh, parody of uh, famous kids books. So I'm going to go with Winnie the Annoyed Grant. So Winnie the Dope. <laughs> Winnie is in the public domain now. So oh, yeah. sense. Uh, but unfortunately, Craig, that is incorrect. The episode is entitled Clown v. Board of Education. Clown versus the Board of Education. Uh, I should have stuck with my Zack Snyder instincts, right? Be- Batman mm-hmm. v. Superman. <laughs> so that's what the episode's about. Uh Krusty, it has it right there. So it's Krusty versus Board of Education. I'm just going to assume that uh, Krusty's show is meant for uh, children and it's not um, it's not having the standards for the education. You know how like they're supposed to show a certain amount of children's programming on broadcast TV? Mm-hmm. They're going to deem that Krusty is in that category, but, it, but he's not showing it. So they're going to cancel his show unless he becomes uh, more uh, educational. That sounds like a lot of fun. It's a a B plot. Um, Homer and Bernice start an OnlyFans page. (laughs) I like it a lot. Uh, But no, unfortunately, that is incorrect. Uh, Krusty opens a school for clowning, and it becomes the most successful thing he's ever done. Wow, and that includes Bette Midler. (laughs) Didn't he and Bette Midler date? I think so, yeah. They yeah. had a horse together named Crudler. <laughs> right. So I'm assuming they got down. Oh, yeah. If two people own a horse, they're probably <laughs> fucking. Oh, man. If I would have known that, Steve, watching the Kentucky Derby last <laughs> yesterday would have made the watching experience more enjoyable. That's why all those horses died, because Jeez. they broke up, and so they had to kill the horse. <sighs> all right. Uh, hey, a crusty episode. Look, we've had a couple episodes back-to-back of focusing on the Simpsons family, so it looks like we're going to the Springfieldites, right? And what better classic character than Krusty? He is the uh, top... Uh, look, you have... The Simpsons family, the core five, right? Mm-hmm. Their sixth beetle would be Abe. Yeah. Seventh and eighth, maybe uh, Patty and Selma. Ninth might be uh, Marge's mom. I don't even remember her name. 
Jacqueline. Jacqueline. But she's not really on the show. So uh, if you go to like, who are the Beatles of Springfield, Steve? Excluding the yeah. Simpsons characters. Who are the Beatles? Is Krusty a part of the, the, the Fab Four of Springfield? Oh, yeah. I would say Krusty, Moe. Hmm, maybe Mr. Burns and a fourth one. It used to be a poo. Yeah. I think if you get Burns, you get Smithers automatically. Yeah. So really it's the Fab Five. And uh maybe maybe Skinner. Yeah, maybe Skinner. It would be a poo. My my Fab Four would be like I said, Krusty Mo, a poo, and uh Burns. Yeah, I think that's correct. And I think our Fab Four are you, me, and all of our fans. That's right. Great and they can they can contact us on the socials on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and YouTube at 138Simpsons. And you can always email us at 138Simpsons at gmail.com. Or if you want to, drop a line on a voicemail. Go to your podcatching app, scroll down for the show's notes, and uh, leave us a message. Just click on the button and uh, let us uh, know things. We want to hear from and, you. And while you're there, if you're so kind, leave us a review. We don't have to write a real review, though. Just tell us uh, what you did during the lockdown. And get some merch from tpublic.com slash user slash annoyed grunt boys. That's right. Thanks so much for listening. For this week, I've been annoyed grunt boy, Steve. And I've been annoyed grunt boy, Craig. And remember, I can give whatever I want to whoever says nice things to me. I just did the uh, gun to the head like Skinner did. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So that works. That was it. Bye. Bye.